I'm Sparky the Fire Dog, Sparky the Fire Dog, and I need your help, so let's all do our part. If you give Sparky a helping hand, we'll work together and we'll never give a fire a place to start. You needn't wait till you're grown up, you can be a fireman right now. Good firemen keep a fire from starting, I can teach you how. Work with Sparky the Fire Dog, help Sparky the Fire Dog. When you're careful then you're really smart. So never give a fire a place to start. If you want to help Sparky, remember a clean home seldom burns. So never give a fire a place to start. From the ashes of John Hughes' film writing career, it's Scraping the Vault. <laughs> he wrote it. He wrote this movie. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jimmy. I'm one of your co-hosts. And Hi, one of the, the lady, the lady voice you just heard is Audrey. Hi, I'm Audrey. And the man giggle is Yes, Dan. I'm a man giggle. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Hello, I'm a man giggle. I'd like to chew on straw with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Call back What's to your... something you'll never hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome <Shalom>. to Scraping <laughs> the Vault, everybody. Hi, Dan. Hi. Hi, Audrey. Doing, Hi. Doing Everyone's doing good. Good, good. I'm glad you're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we watched 101 Dalmatians, or excuse me, Boy, I think it. the original title was 101 Home Alone Dalmatians, <laughs> also written by John Hughes, also oh, complete with you don't say. a tall, skinny <laughs> crook and a short, fat crook who gets That's their right, they are, they asses are kicked. <laughs> they have I all the shapes of their... everything mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it, it was very Home Alone-y. The music, I know it wasn't uh, John Williams, but it was very similar. They had all the antics, and there was this choreographed thing at the end with all the animals getting the, the villains all... Anyway, it was Home Alone, the end. That's they why it's so while they're getting good. Alive. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so we... So here's the thing, listener. We... Um, have been doing a series of podcasts about straight to video Disney sequels, and every once in a while, every few months or so, we want to poke our eyes out. And so we decided to mix it up for ourselves. <laughs> and we, once we finish all the Tinker Bells, which are coming soon, we oh, will yeah. have nothing else to do. So we've decided to move on to straight to video, not straight to video, uh, live action Disney remakes. And the very first one was 1996's 101 Dalmatians, not to be mistaken. With the 1956-61, 101 Dalmatians animated film. The difference being, you ready for this, guys? Mm. 101 Dalmatians 1996 is 101 Dalmatians. The cartoon was 0-N-E-H-U-N-D-R-E-D. And one. People had to read all that stuff? Yeah, they had to read all of it. Yeah, it was. What did they do back then? So 101 Dalmatians versus 101 Dalmatians. And they'd have to write each other a letter about how much that about what the movie was about. Right. They'd have to pay per letter. That's this, right. Uh, Crazy. Stop. This one's much more popular <laughs> with people who speak binary. Okay. Yes. Get it? Yes. 
No. Do you get it? No. Because nope. one and zero. Oh, yes. Are... I do. Oh, I, I, get, I it. get it. One, z- one and zeros. <laughs> closed, open, closed. Much more popular yep. with computers. Am I right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> closed, open, closed Dalmatians. That's right. Um, anyway, so 101 Dalmatians. Um, so this is, we're not going to continue this series right away. This is an introduction to the next phase sprinkling of Scraping the Vault. Sprinkling in the idea of the live action remakes. We'll have to look at what the next one is for the next time we get We're breaking tired. the seal. So if I could make another metaphor, uh, Please. We're, mm-hmm. we're the spots on a Dalmatian, but the, the whole Dalmatian oh. is white and the whole Dalmatian is, is the animated movies and the sprinkles, the spots on the Dalmatian are these live action. Uh, now I'm going to make another an- analogy. Okay. We are the, the worms in the Dalmatian. Oh, parasites. Now, <laughs> Is the hair, is the fur black or is the skin black on the spots? The skin is pink, isn't it? Uh, yeah, or maybe it's probably. the fur. I don't know. I don't know. Do I look like a dog? But is it Dalmatian? You? Call in. Is it, are they black with white, big, large areas or are they white with black spots? Or are hmm. they cats? No, they're not. In disguise. Not. Please don't say that word. <laughs> I definitely brought my best jokes today. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Move over, Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. No, I'm into it. I'm here. I'm ready. I wrote I wrote a half a page of notes on a Sweet. notebook. It's not even like a full have... eight by eleven sheet. It's probably like or eight and a half. Two and a half, two and a half pages too. of very largely written. The last, well, actually, the last page, it's a full third page, but very large. That's good. I like to exclaim things <laughs> when I feel. My, well, I'm excited to hear because I, I just have essentially oh, yes. uh, a, a cut and paste plot outline to get mm-hmm. sort of the conversation going to remind Those us. Those of what you who happened. are fans of the character that I play on Dan Hates the Beatles, you're going to love this. No. Episode. <laughs> so do we, do we talk about what happened in 1996 or have we already done that? Well, here's what I'm thinking. I, I think that I mean we can I can talk about box office to give it Ooh, like yeah. a sort of like oh, this is where we were, but I want to give a picture of kind of where the movie was made, like what sort of environment it was made in. So I'm actually going to look at the box office for 1995 mm-hmm. because we can assume that that's kind of when the movie was getting made. Okay. So, oh. um, by the way, this is genuine pony. Um, a song heavily in, uh, inspired by the soundtrack to Candyman, which is a fun fact that may or may not come back here. Um, let's see. Let's do top. Oh, top 15. Let's do top 15. Top 15. Uh, number 15, we got Get Shorty. Uh, number 14, we got While You Were Sleeping. Number 13, Congo. Hmm. Number 12, 7EN. Um, oh, that's seven. Yeah, but yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Set, se- set, seven in. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Dangerous Minds is number eleven. Number ten, believe it or not, is Waterworld. Watch oh. out! Uh huh. The show the world made more than the movie. Point. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, actually, the movie did okay, but it just cost so much money to make. Yeah, it didn't make uh, money. Yeah, GoldenEye is number nine. Cool. Crimson Tide, number eight. Ooh. Die Hard with a Vengeance, number seven. Casper, 
number six. I love the Casper movie. Ace Ventura when Nature Calls is number five. Fantastic. Pocahontas, number four. Yes. Toy Story, Pokey. number three. Yeah. Apollo 13, number two, even though not so many people saw Apollo 1 through 12. <laughs> and Batman Forever was Whoa, that was number, number one. one. Yes. Whoa, that's when Schumacher took it over and this is up. where this yeah, this is this is the nightmare hellscape that we are living wow. in. Wow. And I was a yes. sophomore in high school. Um I w- were you? Yeah. Wait, is Batman Forever the one with uh, no, it's not. Val Kilmer. No, that's Bat- Batman and that was the first Val Kilmer, but then Batman and Robin was the one that was I, awful. Mm-mm. Batman Forever was Schumacher. They They're both Schumacher. Well, I know, but that's when it went off the rails. Val Kilmer and- started to. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think all the signs was, were there. You, Jim Carrey was great. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones didn't want to be there. <laughs> like you could tell. You could see it. Yeah. yeah. I think some of his lines are like, why am I in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think I think the movie was kind of like uh, at least my reaction to it was okay as long as it doesn't become any more like this we're right. okay. But do you remember? And then it, and did. Then it did. I had the whole yes. album. I remember I was dating a girl at the time. I, I you know how you associate music when you hear a song, you just takes you back to yeah. I, I associate music to your ex girlfriend. Yes. yes. So oddly it's the, enough. I do too. I've been kissed by a rose on the I've been his Anyway, seal. Every time I did it, Weird face. Um, so I have a synopsis that I want to read okay. that I was very fascinated by. Uh, 101 Dalmatians is a 1996 American adventure comedy film. American adventure yeah. comedy film. Sure, why not? The film is a live-action adaptation of Walt Disney's 1961 animated film of almost the same name. I explained the difference earlier. Mm-hmm. Itself an adaptation of Dodie Smith's 1956 novel, The 101 Dodie. Dalmatians. We talked about in the 101 Dalmatians 2 patches snatch. I don't remember. <laughs> Directed by... Stephen Herrick and co-produced London Adventure, by the way. Co-produced by right. John Hughes and Ricardo Mestris. It stars now, I, because I want to give some like I'm re- I'm very very interested in the setting that this movie was made in. So I looked up the director. Was it Stephen Herrick? Mm-hmm. I almost said Samuel Hayek. Um, so this is a person who, before this, made Mr. Holland's Opus. Right before, oh, I love that movie. Wow! Right, a lot of people did. Wonderful movie. Uh, and before that, Three Musketeers. I think I've seen. And that. before that, uh, the few people saw it. Um, before that one, we got the Mighty Ducks. Oh. And then oh. before that, we have a very interesting career where I'm all I'm going to start with the, what he made first, which was Critters, an American science fiction comedy horror film. And this is a 1986 film. I haven't seen it, but it, it's kind of like intentionally schlocky, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like this is a stupid movie and we all know it's stupid. So we're just going to have fun kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then Bill and Ted's Excellent <gasps> Adventure. Wow. What? This guy's a rock star. Well, he was. <laughs> yeah, I'd never heard his name before, but I love all his movies. I've seen almost and all then of them. Don't don't tell mom the babysitter's of dead. Of course. Dishes are done, yeah. man. So I can kind of see the movie that he thought this might have been 
if you get like if you if you're like oh yeah we're gonna get Glenn Close who just got off of um, uh, Sunset Boulevard, Sunset Boulevard playing a crazy Ready person for my close up right yeah so we have Glenn Close who's really good at playing over the top crazy people mm-hmm. and she's basically doing Desmond in this movie mm-hmm. a little so bit, I would yeah. imagine that this director is like awesome I can go back to making weird fun crazy movies where like things are just kind of insane and and jeff daniels off of dumb and dumber and he totally dumb and dumbers a little thing down the stairs when he's 100 <laughs> now interesting thing about that is dumb and dumber was his first like straight up comedy movie and before that he was kind of known for like supporting roles in drama mm-hmm. so in terms of comedy, that's kind of what people, that's what he's known for is cross-eyed and, right. you know, being hit in the balls. Um, <laughs> and then I looked up just on, on a whim, I looked up the filmography of the um, cinematographer mm-hmm. just because I was like, why not? Here's where we get into some weird stuff. This the guy film is well shot. The film was very well shot. I I honestly stopped paying close attention at some point but All right, uh, i believe you aliens princess bride i agree oh. with jimmy it is willow princess bride uh, the dawning the princess bride holy crap willow yeah the dawning the tall guy film and louise wow 1492 conquest of paradise damn slickers 2 okay whatever City judge dread is good uh, and after this movie, he did the Butcher Boy Event Horizon, Jeez. which is the movie that I, this horrified me forever. That's the movie that made me decide I can't watch horror movies anymore. Oh. Uh, Fierce Creatures, Holy Man, The World Is Not Enough. Basically, after oh, this that's movie, James it's, Bond. <laughs> yeah, his career kind of doesn't do so well. Mummy Returns. That was good. Uh, oddly enough, Jolie Richards, who plays Richardson. Uh, uh, Richardson, who plays wife, um, <laughs> lady, <laughs> yeah, mother, la- lady birthing person. Um, <laughs> she was also in Event Horizon. Coincidence? I don't know. And her probably. sister is, uh, it's either Natasha Richardson or Patricia Richardson. I forget. She was married to Liam Neeson later on an airplane. She, she bumped her head and died a couple days later. No, she, she was, was on also, a ski mountain. Oh, was it a ski mountain? <laughs> Yeah, she Ski- bumped um, her head while skiing. Um, that's what it was. And a couple days later, she died. And she yeah. was in the Parent Trap remake, which, of course, we'll yes. have to cover on this show. Wait, um, so they're sisters? Wow. I think so. They look very similar. Yeah, um, Natasha Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so, see. Uh, but daughter I, I, of actress Vanessa Redgrave. Oh, my wow. God. That makes sense. Yeah. It's Hollywood oh, royalty. Dang. So, yeah. But, yeah. She's anyway, in this movie. <laughs> I loved, I loved uh, that Parent Trap movie with Dennis Quaid. Natasha Richardson and uh, 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 the girl before she went crazy, the redheaded girl. Uh, and her sister. Um, yeah, that's right. Her twin. <laughs> God, what's, oh, God, what's, hey, Google. Yeah. Who was in, Don't I Don't stop yelling me. at your phone, listener. <laughs> she was in Mean Girls. She was a big rock star for a while, and then she went off the rails. Oh, Lindsay Lohan? Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And if you haven't seen, you know what? I just, (laughs) I just, I just realized my next dealer's choice is going to be I Know Who Killed Me because that movie is amazing. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so also we had um, (laughs) Hugh Laurie, House, and Mm -hmm. and uh, Mark Williams, who's freaking Arthur Weasley. 
Mr. Weasley. Mr. Weasley's in this. So much yeah. going or for this Tim movie on paper. Anyway. Did we mention uh, Glenn Close? Yes, that was oh, the yeah, first Glenn thing Close. we mentioned. Oh, just wait. Yeah, sorry. Just wait. Unlike the 1961 animated film, none of the animals speak. This is what I wanted to read. Right. 101 Dalmatians, well, they don't speak, but they're definitely like, still, wah, wah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And they giggle. One of them farts. Anyway, 101 Dalmatians was released on November 27th, 1996. It grossed $320 million in theaters. Against a $67 million mm-hmm. budget, making it the sixth highest grossing film of 1996. Glenn Dang. Close was nominated for the Golden Globe Award for Best Actress for this oh film. Oh, my God. While the film was nominated now, for a BAFTA Award for Best Makeup and Hair, a sequel, 102 uh-huh. Dalmatians, stay tuned, listener, was released on November 22nd, 2000, with Glenn Close and Tim McQuinnan reprising their roles. <laughs> <laughs> While a reboot, Cruella, directed by Craig Gillespie, released in 2021. So here's the thing. This is a sequel to Cruella. Oh, okay. But before, of course, they knew that they were going to make That's Cruella. That's correct. But if you watch Cruella, which I did and enjoyed, this movie is very much a sequel to that movie. Oh. Hmm. And Audrey, you said that you watched this movie, like, I'm guessing when it came out? Uh, probably close to then or, or a little later. I definitely remember seeing it a long time ago. Because you were saying when we were talking about watching this that you, that you liked this movie and you had seen it before and you implied that it was like when you were younger. Yeah. I don't remember. I could not tell you when I saw it, like what age I was or if I saw it in theaters or not, but I, yeah, it's a great, it's a good movie. It's fun. And oh my gosh, that November release date. No wonder they did so well. That's like the perfect time of year to go see a movie with your family. Christmas movie, yeah. Yeah, or birthday. Holiday release. Right. Birthday's in if November. Your birthday's around November, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, can't, I don't have a trailer, but I do have this. I love you. I love you. I love you, Jezza. Hi. If you do this at home, you you don't need to. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you dogs do. So cute. I can listen to it and yeah. grin ear to Dogs are sweet. They're smart. <laughs> Clearly smart. If you watch this movie, you know how smart they oh, are. They're geniuses. <laughs> Unless the script calls for them to not be. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you make a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's still going. Uh, so, Audrey, the reason I ask is... is yeah, I feel I like love you too. if you saw this movie at a certain <laughs> age and you really connected with it, in my eyes, you get a free pass. Oh, okay. Thanks. Just- <laughs> it has cute puppies in it. You know what? I think I know where I saw it. I probably saw it at my friend's house at like a slumber party. She loves animals. Say, I love you. Oh, no, puppies. Put on your fursuits now. 
Oh, Ooh. that's right. <laughs> okay, I think I've heard right. enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Dogs are smart unless the script says otherwise. Okay, so <laughs> American video game designer Roger Dearly lives with his pet. I can't tell you, okay. though. I'm sorry. I can't tell you, though, what, what I hoped it would One be. One sentence in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can tell you that what I hoped it would be was uh, we get to see Glenn Close chewing the, chewing the scenery just like the whole time. Oh, she ate it all. Chewing the well, scenery? Yeah, that's what that's what they say about actors who like like command the room. They chew the scenery. Just, oh, yeah, just my God. I've never heard that phrase before. How yeah. do I call myself a theater yeah. kid? In fact, uh, I think it's more of a film thing than a theater thing. I'm not sure, but... She uh, really fact, did chew a, that scenery. I have a little thing. Well, when she between... was around, yeah. Oh, she's gone now. No, I, no. I mean, it, when she was in, I she died. I, basically, as, as far as I'm concerned, this movie could have been because, I, I, I don't, as you probably remember or might remember, I kind of got what is fun about Cruella in the previous. Yes, you did. I remember that Dalmatians movie Me too. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is this is fun. If they just give it, just let Cruella be just this psychopath. And like, oddly, I want her to be still stuck in like 1961, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know, like, like, just like, don't update it. Just make her insane. And like, I think they did, though. I, they, she yeah. really, and, and she, and she embodied not the enough. cackle and the look and like the, the silhouette was perfect. Amazing. When she when she was given the time to do that, yes, Glenn Close did a wonderful time. Did she really fall I, into the molasses? Was that a stunt double? That looked like her I to think me. She's probably pretty hardcore. Yeah, you think so? Because that's full I think on. She's, that I think of she's molasses. willing to do that kind right. of stuff. I mean, you could hear her voice, but that doesn't mean anything. But anyway, so this guy's an American. He's a he's a video game designer. He's an American designing video games in London. I don't understand that. Uh, I don't know if it was a Jeff Daniels thing or if it was a, I don't know. Anyway, point being that in the original film, he was, I believe he was a musician, try, mm-hmm. a struggling musician. Now he's a struggling mm-hmm. video oh, game designer. Oh, yeah. He has a piano. Yeah. Which I appreciate. And that he so writes much. the song, Cruella de Vil. Cruella ah, de yeah. Vil. And he writes that song, which is sort of the opus of the movie, whereas in this movie, the opus is she's the villain of his video game, which is what makes mm-hmm. the nine-year-old kid approve the game, whatever. Well, um, in, in the cartoon, or the, the real one, or whatever we're going to call it, she, Cruella was just this extremely weird old, what, college friend of yeah wife character? Yeah. What's Mother. her name? Mother. Anita. Anita. Anita, yeah. <laughs> Anita personality, am I right? Oh, yeah. don't say um, that. No, it's the, but we'll get to it. But he, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So yeah. uh, he I lives got, with this. I got you covered there. Jay, <laughs> thank you. Work. He lives with this pet <laughs> Dalmatian, Pongo, in London. One day, Pongo. Pongo sets his eyes on a female Dalmatian named Perdita. Perdita. Uh, hold on, you're skipping. You're skipping something that. Yeah, is I am. Very fascinating. I told you I would. Pongo. Go ahead. <laughs> the <room. laughs> The Rube yeah, Goldberg Pongo, Pongo is is Rube Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> I Rube think Goldberg. actually, I'm just you know that dog didn't learn that stuff himself, so that just makes uh, Jeff Daniels' character seem all the more like, wow, this guy really knows this about dog. Yeah. Does it though? Because Pongo, it, though? I think Pongo it reflects opens. really well on him. 
Yeah, I think so too. He didn't learn it himself to Audrey's point. It's something that Jeff Daniels as a creative designer had his dog learn how to open the door and turn on lights and get the milk and uh, set the alarm and turn on the computer. And the computer says, hello, Pongo. Yeah, but then he loses complete control of this dog that you it takes the script a lot of discipline said so. to train a dog. <laughs> what? The script, Dan. The script, remember? <laughs> oh, right. Remember the script. They're very it just, it just, smart. It makes Jeff Daniels – and by the way, I will at some point call Jeff Daniels, Jeff Goldblum, Jeff okay. Bridges. It's Sounds not good. on purpose. It's just a thing my brain does. Um, it makes it, it makes him seem like a man-child. A little uh, bit, yeah, a yeah, because he can't but... he can't be bothered to get out of bed. He has his dog do it for uh, him. He's a My bachelor. Dog mom. Ugh. He's yes, fine. He is. So yeah, uh, there's the the Rube Gold Dog. <laughs> um, it's kind of, reminds me of Back to the Future. You know that whole opening montage of all the machines, you know, emptying the dog dish and all that stuff. It reminds me of that, but with a dog instead mm-hmm. of a machine. Very similar. Yeah, but I but I guess if we're going to go down that road, then let's go down that road and let's do the full Rube Goldberg with the dog dish and the, like let's like if you're going to make it silly in this direction, let's go all the way there rather than it just being like, "Hey, genius dog." Mm. It could be Not subtle when it's it. about dogs, Dan. It's it's about dogs and these dogs are the central characters and you have to make them lovable and smart and you know, these dogs are well trained. They're they're sneak dogs. They like get on all fours and they get on their bellies to sneak past the bad guys. It's just you know they high five at some point. Yes, they do. And one of them burps after eat, drinking cow's milk. They can feel mm-hmm. embarrassment. I don't know that dogs mm-hmm. burp, but yeah. Anyway. They know how cars work. <laughs> That's true. They know how they rewire the car to let it on fire. <laughs> Raccoons put a tail a, a no, is it a squirrel puts a an acorn in the tailpipe. <laughs> The and it blows puppets. up in Joe Pesci's face. Like, like, are no, so that's good. not. Oh, that is Joe Pesci. You're right. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Mr. No, Weasley. No, it's the it's the Joe Pesci character, the short. Oh, fat right. One. Yes, I. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. After a frantic the... chase, they frantic chase through the streets of London that ends in St James Park. Roger discovers that Pongo likes Perdita. Her owner, Anita Campbell Green, falls in love with Roger when they meet. So here's the thing immediately and <laughs> she hits him in the face with a bag of bricks because she's been collecting them for her uh-huh. pave stones in her garden, which we never she, get to see. She finds loose bricks. No, we don't. Um, so then why would we see where she lives? I, exactly. She's a woman. She doesn't have an identity. <laughs> I um, mean, so. I hate showing people where I live because I'm ashamed of it. It's never clean enough. I can. Well, Cause I can you don't really. have paver stones. That's um, my problem. So anyway, listener, if you have not seen this movie, she hits him in the face with bricks. They flirt. They talk. And then she gets pulled into the river by her dog mm-hmm. who's chasing we after see the Pongo. same gimmick twice. Same gimmick twice. Exactly. And then they and by up- the way, you're making it sound way, way shorter than it actually is. <laughs> this is. It is a long sequence. Like, and, and my first real thought is, do we need to see the meat? I like, don't know. I like did, that. I thought it was fun. It's a good meet cute. It's a good meet cute. They both get tossed into the river. Like, that's just efficient writing. You know, they use this gimmick for uh-huh. Jeff Daniels' character, and they're like, well, how do we resolve this scene? Oh, the same thing's going to happen to Because inter- Interesting that you say efficient writing, because I was thinking, 
this could all be done in a voiceover flashback intro over the opening credits. And then that would have a direct appeal to the viewer where it's like, Hey, what, this is our story. And this is because we've, we, we know they're going to end up together. We don't need to waste, you know, 20 minutes of, uh, of time real estate here on this. Like, we know they're going to end up it's together. The, it's the problem they, with they Marvel. They basically get married at the end. Yeah. They do get married. They get married in the well, first I, I, what, I, what I mean is like basically by the end of the scene, they're married. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. That's exactly right. But here's the thing, Dan. I, I appreciate what both of you are saying, but he's the fool because he shows up wet because he fell in the lake and he's missing a shoe. And so she's like, oh, you're a fool. And then same thing happens to her. So they're now on equal playing field. What bothers me is that they didn't earn this. Like we don't see nope. them struggle like, oh, they need each other. They, the only thing they have in common is they have Dalmatians. That's it. They struggle and so a little they, bit. They struggle. Little, she's okay. at work and she's thriving at work with her designs that Cruella loves. No, he's struggling at she's work. she's lonely. She says it. She's like, well, I wish there were prospects for me. And he's like, well, I could really use some money. I'm not doing well. So it's like it's efficient writing. I don't think that's a problem. Sure. I the The issue that I'm seeing is that it is like a Marvel uh, origin story. And those are fun to watch because you get to see something that you've imagined lived out sure. in paper or yeah, lived out in, I, I, on screen. So I see that. But no one's ever told the origin story of Dalmatians aside from Dodie, you know, this one book. And like how popular is that yeah. book compared to like a Marvel well, comic where everybody knows how Peter in the, Parker got the started. First movie. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, I, so part no, in of the this first is, movie, is I, I'm watching this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What happens in the first movie again? They quick same, similar deal meeting. Seems quick, yeah. yeah. Oh, in, you're in right. There's songs and yeah, yeah. So but I, I guess part of this for me is I'm looking at this and I'm trying to think. Look, I understand how negative I might come off with this, but like ultimately, I want this to work. I want it to be good, mm-hmm. and then I'm seeing ways that it could work. And ways that it's failing and it's very frustrating, especially because, okay, if you are going to remake these movies, do it in a way that makes the other movies visitable. The one like the ones that mm-hmm. it's that that it's based on. Oh. Make it so that like right. So you then you have a reason so to watch like, the other one. Right. right. So like have had okay, it's like Jimmy, we talked about I understand that you're gonna do uh IP stuff in the parks, but like and that's fine, but like there needs to be a reason. Like, let's have what? Where's the innovation? Why is it this other than just like I don't know? Kids will like it. Um, Peter Quill and used you to can go to do Epcot. that. Yeah, that's whatever. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we could we can still do this, but like we don't like you mentioned Spider Man. We don't need the Spider Man origin story every single time because at some point. Right you know what you're getting into. Let's have something else interesting or another interesting way to present it other than the first 10 to 20 minutes. Like this happens to this guy and then this happens to this guy Mm. and now they're husband and wife and they have no discernible characters. Right. By the way, uh, Spider-Man far from home was the perfect Spider-Man origin story. I argue that all the Spider-Man arc up until now was the origin story anyway. um, So yeah, it's true. Um, I really liked the animated one because I like yeah, animated stuff. Yeah, I didn't see it. It's good. The, no, those guys are it. good. Um, and there's a sequel. Um, all right. So, but the, the, here's the thing. So they meet, each fall in the lake. They end up in his place near the fire warming up and he proposes to her. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that like was... accidentally impo- proposed like, do you want some more marriage? 
I mean, tea. And then she's like, I do. Mm-hmm. I will. Like, and what the hell? It was <laughs> kind of it, totally not earned, but again, efficient writing. And I appreciate them for how Because well that's not what this they, movie's about. They could have gotten rid right. of that whole thing and just had them be so, married yeah. at the beginning, right? That's not yeah. what the movie's about. We need more I got more a question Cruella. for both of you. Mm. Oh, over what period of time does this story take place? It's a day. Oh, you mean the whole movie? Yeah. I well, don't know. At, at, at least a year, because it's oh, a year yeah, later. Long? She's pregnant. The dog's pregnant. But like within the, the main part of the story. Like, it's a year. Okay, so then, so they meet, and then they get married. How much time passes in that time? I don't know. A day? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I may as well be, right? Right. They get married within an hour of meeting each other. They get engaged. How long before, yeah, how long before when they get married, they realize that they are, everyone's pregnant? I think it's six months to get married. A year later, everybody's pregnant, including the dog. But you're just basing this on dialogue. No, oh, okay. Because they say it's been a year, <laughs> and here's what's happened in the year. Oh, okay. Thank you. I, I, honestly, <laughs> I could not pay attention to this movie at some point. It's like, okay. And then maybe <laughs> another year passes because the dogs have their stepdogs, and their stepdogs have dogs. So I think maybe oh, it's a two, end. two and a half year total. And they start a band. Yeah. Um, yeah. Side note, this passes mm-hmm. the Bechtel mm-hmm. test. Yay! What? With How? with Cap, because <laughs> Corella Deville and Anita have a conversation not about men. They talk about dogs and fashion. But some of the dogs are men. Okay. Yeah, they're dogs. Also, you know, I wonder if it gets demerits. <laughs> I get. I wonder if it 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 gets points taken off because one of the female characters is the villain. Like, mm, if maybe if the, if she well, wasn't it, the villain. And they had a conversation. Would that make it more a more of a Bechtel test pass? Well, and the female villain character is obsessed with clothing and fashion. So yeah. funny. You know what? Have you guys seen Catwoman with uh, Halle Berry? No, no. I oh my not. god, we have to watch <laughs> so it many we, times. The question is, how many times today have I seen okay, it? Okay, all right. Well, uh, kidding. I haven't seen it. It's just another movie with like a completely vapid like reason for the villain to be villainous. Um, you know that meme? I don't know if you've seen this meme, but a lot of people on Tumblr or on like Reddit, they're all like, oh my God, yes, Queen Slay. Because Cruella says something like, millions of women have been lost to marriage, talent squandered, um, mm. stuff like that. And it's like, why would you relate to that? The villain is saying that. And also, I, f- I feel like it's like a Hollywood lie, you know, like, oh, yes, marriage is the worst thing that can happen to a woman. I don't think that's true. I, I don't think, think so that's either. true for a it second. Look at how happy Anita becomes. That's right. She's very happy with Roger. Yes. They, they both have Dalmatians. They have so much in common. Yeah. Um, she starts a family. So equal happiness. She starts wearing more so, flattering yeah. colors because black is yeah. not her color. Sure. Um, all right, so they get married <laughs> along with Perdita and Pongo, who have their own wedding, I guess, in the aisle, and all the dogs come. Cute. Um, Anita, yeah, why? Right, why? Just Perdi- because it says so in the script. They're secretly celebrities the in the dog yeah, world. They're, dog they're like dog royalty. This doesn't make any sense. I threw something at the TV <laughs> I saw that. Anita works as a fashion designer at the House of DeVille. Her boss, the diabolical yet glamorous Cruella DeVille, has a deep passion for fur 
going so far as to have a taxidermist, which, by the way, took me way too long to get Mr. Skinner. Uh (laughs) Took me way too long to figure that out. So she has Mr. Skinner skin a female white tiger named Su Ling at the London Zoo to make her into a rug for Cruella. She's a very cruel person. It's in the name. She's like a devil. Mm-hmm. And I think, what do you what do you two think? Better as a boss or better as a weird friend? Ooh, oh. I, you know they made the Devil Wears Prada. She was Cruella Deville. You know what I mean? Meryl Streep. To me, and this isn't Agreed. this isn't a movie ruiner by any chance, but by any stretch. But I I think far better as a crazy friend because you get a built in backstory. You know, like less intimidation about losing your job. Yeah. Right, yeah, because the, when she shows up in their house, yeah, that is, that's, and, yeah, and, that's and by point. the way, she's not like, uh, "What the hell are you doing in my house? You're she my boss. I'm going to call the police immediately." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, and 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 there's no there's the, the, resp- the, the response to that is just like, "Yeah, this is normal." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a good like, point. So you're right. You think it is better as is. a crazy friend? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. She is very. It evil. makes okay. you. Yeah. Because it's not just like if you're the boss, an abuse of power, like that's predictable. But like just a friend going sure crazy is. is a little more scary because it's just like, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> but she she plays it really well as the boss. And she's, you know, she's like her peons yeah, I, and her I, underlings and all that. And so she kind of brings Anita in because Anita, inspired by her Dalmatian, designs a coat made with spotted fur. Cruella is intrigued by the idea of making garments out of actual Dalmatians and finds it amusing that it would seem as if she was wearing Anita's dog. <laughs> Nuts. Um, yeah. Can we talk about... But that was a good progression. Chewing the scenery, I hate the way her office is styled. It looks so oh. ugly. Like, for someone... Well, but it's her color. It's black and white, right? I That's know, but motif. it's... motif. It reminds me of in Beetlejuice, you know, the uh, the new family that moves mm-hmm. in and they like redecorate and it's oh, all yeah. horrible. The Dietzes. The Dietzes. But that's, but that's, but that's, I think, I, I agree that it's horrible, but I love it because it's horrible because it's like, but she's oh, glamorous. you're that person. She's, it is should, she though? Uh, yeah that's it was in the it was in the notes haven't you been listening to what jimmy's been saying no 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 no, i mean like is she actually like she's over the top Mm -hmm. and in her own mind yes glamorous and there's a there is a sense of glamour to her yes in the same sense of like you know when david bowie wore a, a feathered bra you know like it's like okay that's tech that's glamorous but it also is and I'm going back to Cruella here. Mm. It's this is this is an opulent crazy person. I think you know, and that's not a complaint. This might it's, be a, a silly thing to say, but I think her character is more filled out because I saw Cruella. She's a more complete character, probably, and all of the design choices and all of the crazy is all explored in that movie. I mean, she kills her mom effectively in that movie. In and, the animated you know, the, one? She, yeah, no, in the movie with uh, uh, Emma Stone. And she oh, hates spoilers. dogs and she hates Dalmatians and all this stuff. It, it, it The character makes yeah, more sense if you been, see it. That's why I said this is a sequel to Cruella. 
And I think if if you consider this is made in 1996, look, I'm not trying to say, oh yeah, that design is is awesome and wonderful, and every movie every movie should look like that. Mm -hmm. But if you consider that this is you know a couple of years removed from Tim Burton. Mm, finally totally. getting respect and people. And I think yeah, now it does feel very respect, Tim Burton-y, doesn't it? Yeah, I think in some ways everybody's just like, hey, we got to do that weird thing that Tim Burton does. And That's, I mean, it feels like a rip a character that, of Tim Burton. Oh, it, no doubt is. I yeah. mean, this is a this is a live action remake of a character, and every, everything in this is garbage. Uh, well, <laughs> let's careful. Nah. Um, Not the costumes, so, except for Glenn Close. <laughs> so I'd she like to point out. That uh, I, somebody Plowright, I forget her actual, the actress's name. It's uh, Joan Plowright. She plays Nanny. And Irma the character Plowright. name is Nanny. And Aww. I think Nanny might be a voodoo somebody because she like can see. She predicts that the dog's pregnant and then she looks at Anita and like, oh, hey, by the way, you're pregnant too. I think she's she just, made them it's pregnant. the female perception ability oh. she's got but it, it was it was kind of a cute scene where she's described nanny i love that her name scene. was describing how she knew that perdita was pregnant because of all the things that she was doing and anita was doing the same things while she's explaining it and she's like oh you're pregnant too a good she's writing like palpatine she <laughs> yeah she being. she absolutely impregnated anita <laughs> anyway, uh, An <laughs> Anita soon discovers that Perdita <laughs> is pregnant and then is informed by then by uh, Nanny that Anita is too, much to her shock. Sometime later, Cruella visits their home and expresses contempt upon meeting Roger. Her initial disgust at them having a baby turns into excitement when she finds out Perdita is pregnant too. <laughs> <clears throat> this is where she walks yeah. in the house and says, uh, oh, so she several weeks later, she returns when a litter of 15 puppies are born and offers Roger and Anita 7,500 pounds for them. That's that's a uh, British pounds, not she seems like she was lowballing them. I think so, too. They could have sold for uh, much higher. Yeah, she can get easily 20,000 out of that coat. <laughs> uh, but they refuse. Right. They just they well, just know. But but wife isn't really sure. She's kind of on the fence. Mother, her name is Mother. This is Mother? Yes. <laughs> That's a yeah. She's like they're just dogs, persons. and we need this money. Yeah. We need this money. They're just dogs. Whatever. We have our. We dogs. just made fifteen of them. That's right. <laughs> Sell fourteen for seventy four hundred. Keep one. <clears throat> but anyway, so uh, enraged, Cruella dismisses Anita and vows revenge against her and Roger. Now back to Cruella, the movie. She hates dogs especially Dalmatians. Um, I think Dalmatians actually ended up killing her, uh, I think, mother and creative <laughs> inspiration. Huh. Anyway. Spoilers for every movie. Yeah, um, yeah. We should that movie came out like two years ago. Calm down. No, I, I agree. Uh, so this, I don't, know, I don't know why this bothered me, but, you know, whatever. Um, I wanted her to not know what a video game was. Oh, totally. I want I want this character stuck in the, the time period of yeah, yeah, yeah. I want her to like almost comically so. I feel like some of the design, the the, the scenic design, would it did feel very sixties, right? The cars on the road, the truck that Jasper and Horace have. I it want. It did Cruella's feel very sixties stylized. And Cruella's car was just Sick. spot on from the from yeah. the cartoon. 
and her profile yeah. in it and the way yeah she did a great job it didn't job. sound yeah. the way i she, thought it would though like that was the one yeah with that engine noise yeah it was too much like a nice bmw and not like a mm. that's the problem if angry you, if, you, if you go for straight remake then when it fails on that small level people notice it more mm. yeah maybe and I don't know if they were going for 60s, but it just did feel very no, stylized. I, I, well, you could tell that they were using the template of the design of the original, right. movie, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying that in terms of like behavior and awareness of the world, I really think Cruella, it would have been hilarious and f- totally fit the character if she was like, video game, what's that? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But, I agree. And, and, I agree. And for you, listener, this is when she's meeting Roger and trying to figure out what he's all about and like... I design video games, Ugh. and you know that's below Cruella. Anyway, so one, so they have the dogs. They have the fifteen, which I forget because I I always conflate this with the the Simpsons episode where they have twenty five puppies. Um. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> one winter evening, she has her because I when the one hundred one Dalmatians, I'm like, oh, that dog had ninety nine dogs. Like I forgot. That's what that, I thought. I right. thought there was so gonna she be... has fifteen. And but I think this was this was a good move on this part on the part of this move movie this mm-hmm. movie do good. Hey, I have an idea. <laughs> Why don't you listen to a commercial? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And, and we're back. And so as I was trying to say, movie do God do good with <laughs> And dog time for another count. break. Okay. <laughs> Hello, boys and girls. I have a special message for you from the President of the United States. Let me read it to you. I salute the boys and girls who are buying United States savings stamps and bonds through the Treasury School Savings Program. They're learning the lessons of practical citizenship and of wise money management. And they're giving important support to the cause of freedom and the men who fight for us in Vietnam. That message is on this wallet-sized U.S. savings bonds pledge card, which you'll get in school as soon as you begin to buy U.S. savings stamps. Let's get started today. What do you say? And we're back. 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 What I'm trying to say is that I really love this movie, (laughs) and I've adopted... Several Dalmatians. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Dalmatians Yay, are really you. cool dogs. Like I've seen mm-hmm. maybe one or two at the Ocean Beach dog beach, and I get very excited. And I'm going to skin them all. Oh, Dan oh. is living Cruella. <laughs> uh, so one winter evening, she has uh, Cruella has her henchmen, Jasper and Horace. Now this is Arthur Weasley in House. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like this, this role is beneath both of them. But they do a really good Just, job at playing. Yeah, yeah, they are yeah, they, really they, fun to watch. They play Marv and uh, Harry really well. Overqualified and people. Overall, I think in this yeah, movie for sure. Totally. Yeah, good. all of them. Overall, I th- overall I think when they let the characters, keyword being characters, be over the top and cartoony, it works. But when they make the world over the top and cartoony, mm. eh, no. 
Yeah, like the scene where Jasper and Horace are climbing over the electrified fence and they get their balls zapped for like mm-hmm. a good 60 seconds. I mean, Hilarious. Yeah, it was a little Or much. when they get hit in the face with the paint can. <laughs> no, no, no. Nope. Wrong movie. <laughs> oh, right idea. Wrong uh, movie. My they slip problem- and step in tar and step on nails. I didn't like that uh, Mr. Weasley was in really like warm colored clothes and then mm-hmm. Dr. House was wearing like bl- grays and blues. Like I feel like they could have had a more co- cohesive costumes on because they just don't seem – they don't work to show, together. I think it's meant to show that Mr. Weasley is a kinder soul than is Dr. House. I think he would have – you could have done that with a softer look, like softer fabrics, but just in different mm-hmm. colors. Because he pops out so much from the background compared to House. Mm-hmm. House kind of mm-hmm. blends in, and and then Mister Weasley sticks out like a sore thumb. Whereas I feel like I see that visually. Yeah. I think it would have made more sense if they were a little bit more homogenized. Well, it, yes, and it's meant to show that Weasley's a kinder character, but they didn't actually explore the fact that he was a kinder character. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um. So I'm I, I'm with you. So anyway, one winter evening, um, Cruella has Jasper and Horace break into the home and steal the puppies while Roger and Anita are walking in the park with Pongo and Perdita, no. along with eighty four other Dalmatians that were previously stolen. How the hell they did them they get to, all of those puppies yeah. at the same growth rate? You know, like they were all all born on the same day. Our Dalmatians that common? In England, I guess. Did you know that there's an island of Dalmatia? What? Where? Yeah, I learned that when I was trying to find the beer. Um, there's an there's a place called Dalmatia, and they have Dalmatian beer. All I know is Disney, huh. you need to get on it. Make the movie in which we see them find the other dogs. Whoa. Yes. Dalmatia looks like a nice vacation spot. Mm-hmm. I assume that that's where the animal comes from, but, or named after at least. So anyway, uh, <laughs> they deliver those 99 at this point to uh, an ancient country estate, which was never explored or explained. I thought it was Cruella's house. I had no idea. Uh, it was a house. Yeah, it was DeVille Mansion, but it's not <clears throat> Cruella's house. Wait, is it really? Yeah. DeVille is Mansion. it really called? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, but it's not her house. It's like this <laughs> country estate. <laughs> anyway, because she wasn't, because they they tried to arrest her at home. She wasn't there. She was in this, her country estate. Anyway, uh, see the movie Cruella with Emma Stone. That's all I'm going to say. It's like, yeah, I I suspect that this is the movie where Glenn Close's portrayal made them realize, oh, we have something in this character, mm-hmm. and they have over time learned how to use the character. I think. It, but it's bad. It's so bad then at that point, they have the 99 dogs. Cruella asks Mr. Skinner skin mm. to kill and skin the dogs to create her coat. What is he going to do? And by the way, them? Mr. Skinner, Skinner was attacked by a Dalmatian. Uh, yes, he was. Point. He can't talk uh, now because mm-hmm. his throat was all mangled. There was a whole joke about you're not supposed to like talk to him or you're not supposed to point out the scar and uh mr weasley does because he's the dumb one because he's fat Mm -hmm. efficient Um, because if you if you create you don't have to write if you you don't have to write lines for a character that can't you make you make well and and efficient in the sense of that like if you make the connection then the connection will be there right 
like you don't need character development or like story coherence or tonal coherence when you can just say that guy he got bit by a Dalmatian <laughs> and this movie is 101 Dalmatians That's right. by the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> Fun oh. fact, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, assistant, which was underutilized in Cruella's house, office, whatever, was the actor who played in Notting Hill. He was um, Hugh Grant's best friend who had, was a terrible cook. And he had the wife in the wheelchair. That's that guy. What's his name? And again? I don't know. And the then, movie? I don't know. He's oh. just the assistant guy. I don't remember. Tom. No, it was And like then I can look it up on IMDb. And then the uh, guy who can't speak was Whitney Houston's manager in The Bodyguard. Hmm. Okay. His name is John Shrapnel. John Shrapnel. Looked like he had shrapnel in his... It's just a joke. Alonzo. Some of these names have to be jokes. No, no. That's his actual name. That's the actor's no, name. No, I know. I, I, he's, I know. He's I know. Skinner. And Alonzo is Tim McLean. He... McLean. He is... He's the guy who was Hugh Grant's best friend. It's just it's just like when you, when you meet a cop who's like, "Hello, I'm Officer Justice." It's like, <laughs> "Okay, come on." <laughs> That's fair. It's a good but name. the actor doesn't actually have that throat thingy, but anyway, yeah. with the family devastated at the loss of their puppies, Pongo mm-hmm. uses Twilight. This is where the movie lost Dan, by the way. I'm this is my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> because from this point out, it is all animals communicating with each other and creating yeah, okay. a coordinated attack. This, All this home may alone. as well be a musical with the animals singing. Yes. Like, put peanut butter in their mouths, make them <laughs> sing. It would be a better movie. Yeah. So that, that's just, this is, act two is. If you're going to do schlock, do schlock. Yeah. <laughs> don't do this half-ass bullshit. Yo, schlock <laughs> is cock. Like, yeah. crack is whack. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like, so- I don't mind schlock, but do it. Do it. Don't do this whole, like, ooh, there's an animal world, and they all talk to each other, and mm-hmm. cows and dogs speak the same language, and, like, yeah. it's so stupid. They speak it's animal, so Dan. They speak animal. They speak uh, A horse notices that Cruella star stuff. A horse notices that Cruella is coming behind it and kicks the door open and kicks her across the field. Hilarious. Raccoons mess up the truck. And They're so I don't know. cute. It, it's a coordinated attack that was all orchestrated by Pongo barking. Carried the message. I really thought for a second you were referring to the movie as a coordinated attack. <laughs> no, the animals have a coordinated, like, what's his name? Kevin McAllister, like, coordinated attack on predicting what all these people are going to do by speaking to each other in other animals' languages all through Great Britain while Roger and Anita notify the Metropolitan Police about this crime. Why do they care about these? Why does they're the entire Dan. animal community you said care? It yourself. I, apparently, yeah, they're royalty. So, Jimmy, let's see how let's see let's see how well you know me because there's another moment that double loses me, and I want to see if you can figure out what, what it is. I don't have all the moments written down, but if I get there, I'll let you know. Uh, okay, okay. <clears throat> Anita uses her insight and realizes Cruella was behind the kidnapping of the puppies. Took her long. Mm-hmm. There it is. She, she should have known immediately. She right. should have known immediately. 
I agree with Dan. Um, she, she should have known immediately, and they call the police, and in the rest of the movie, it's just Cruella being insane and not caring about the law and somehow ducking the police through all these series of wacky events. But she can't That's duck the movie the horse. I want to see. Because well, um, they're talking, okay. he's talking to the duck. <laughs> I hate this movie. I hate this movie so much. <laughs> so she confirms her suspicion when she shows Roger her portfolio. Um, a terrier named Kipper, who had witnessed the stolen puppies, follows Jasper and Horace to the mansion. This dog runs for hundreds of miles. <laughs> Anything for what? these two very specific dogs that they not don't hundreds know. of miles. Well, is it's it a very long distance? Follows it's kilometers. You assume they're in England. Okay, hundreds of kilometers. <laughs> um, but do you know that they actually drive in miles per hour in England? They drive in miles per hour, but they travel in kilometers. No, I don't. Wait a minute, dogs drive in England? Yes. (laughs) Um, So this this kipper kipper the terrier finds uh, all the dogs inside before helping them escape under the duo's noses. Wait, you know this dog's name? It's Kipper. That's the terrier's name. I guess so uh, this dog well, this dog has a name, but our main characters have no discernible characteristics. It's like mother characters <laughs> <laughs> and nanny. This is this her is name is speciesist nanny before this movie is speciesist. <laughs> her name is nanny before there are even any children or dogs <laughs> in the house. Anyway, they make their way to a nearby farm where they're later joined by Pongo and Perdita. Cruella arrives at the mansion and soon discovers what has happened. Angry with the thieves' failure, she decides to carry out the job herself, mm-hmm. while Jasper and Horace attempt to search for them also. After several mishaps, Jasper and several mishaps, Kevin's style. <laughs> Jasper and Horace discover <laughs> nearby police looking for Cruella and hand themselves in, joining Skinner, Pong- who is a tell. When Pongo uses that little that little handheld recording device to, to trick the that's right. Uh, criminals. And oh, they, yeah. Like, I love that scene. Really cool. And they yeah. have like, he has like a, cu- a cardboard cutout of, of uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan on a turntable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. The micro and machines. It was pizza. all. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so Skinner, Skinner, who was attacked <laughs> in defense. shaves and put his hands on his face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. They so, should have done that. They should have done that. I mean, they may that. as well have that. So, <laughs> again, we're assuming the listener has not seen this movie. Uh, the odds <laughs> are you, you have, have don't. You have don't. more likely than you saw Bell's Magical World. But um, <laughs> for those of you who haven't it. seen it or Do it's been it. a long time, uh, no. think of the whole end third act of, of Home Alone. That's what this movie is. I feel like uh, the angel and the devil on your shoulder shoulders jimmy like dan is dan is saying no don't do it over there and i'm like yes do it no, I, I, I think honestly i think based on what i've seen and what i've heard of other cruella things which sound good um if that's what you're in for then great but get the fast forward button ready because there's it's that's not most of the movie most of the movie is this garbage well what i took from it is that what I was watching while watching the mishaps and thinking about Kevin McAllister was that these are animals. This is not CGI with the exception of the Dalmatians falling down the, the chute. Mm-hmm. Um, this is incredibly well-trained animals 
performing stunts, which I thought was very impressive in and of itself. That that was cool to me to watch. Like I, I lost myself in them doing the thing and then coming out of it realizing, oh my God, somebody trained this animal to do this thing to make it seem like it's slinking past or acknowledging this other thing. It was, I don't know. I thought it was well done. And that's what this movie well, that, is. Well, and that's fine. But then if that's what the movie is, is then make that more clearly the point of the movie. The whole thing is, to- it's totally inconsistent. And the whole time I'm watching them, I'm thinking, and this is a question that I think is a fair question to ask of anything like high art, low art or anything. Why does this exist? But not in like a, Mm, why does this exist? But like to be like, okay, well, like a screwdriver exists to do a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's fair to to you know hold it up and be like, okay, what does this exist for? And then there's design elements around it that complement that to make it. Oh, I hold it here and it goes there. Okay, this makes sense to me. This movie, um, I don't know why it exists other than just. Well, people will watch it. Well, it's, it's, this is modern filmmaking. It exists mm-hmm. because 101 Dalmatians was a famous cartoon. Remake right, it. You're going to have people come to see the movie regardless because of what it's about. Then you throw in some celebrities. A- and here's the thing, Dan. I think what I'm hearing you say, whether you're saying it or not, is the difference between this movie and the cartoon is that none of the animals speak. What I'm hearing you say is just make the animals talk. No, what, what I'm, I guess if what you're going to do it, is, just make the animals talk. Use the peanut butter and make them talk rather than have this coordinated, you know, whatever. Well, in in that case, it would at least be whimsical and weird right. and, and funny. I just feel like, I, and and I concede your point that we live in a world where you know we're constantly just eating our own feces constantly. I get that. That's not. I mean, that's my words. The but, human centipede. Um, you mean? <laughs> Yeah, we we live. Oh, no. We are the human centipede. <laughs> I, I I get that. I understand that, but I also feel like it's not. It it's it's important to still f- recognize that that isn't okay. If that's how you feel about it, like I I understand the point of view of like, well, they did it because that's what they do. Well, okay, right, but we can still have nice things and we can still, you know, you can still take a point of view of like, okay, well we are going to remake this because of these reasons that I, I feel are cynical. I'm not going to try to convince anybody that the word I'm using is correct, but okay, well that's fine. Let's do something interesting and new with it. That gives us a reason to see this and to interact with this as well as with the other things. So these two things can bounce off of each other and actually contribute something interesting to the conversation I, instead of it just being like, eh, I don't know. The kids will like it, whatever. Kids I, are dumb, I think right? that also in part, this is an answer to the fact that there's now computer generated imagery. Uh, Toy mm-hmm. Story came out the year before. And it's kind of like, hey, we have this new technology. We can we can do this and realistically show 101 animals, both with live action and with CGI. We can we can cut we can pull this off. And I think that that's what this was. Mm. I don't know why they chose this one first, but, you know, why not? I think that there's a way you can do that without it making it feel like I'm watching a movie where 
the lead female character actually is Mother. named wife. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah I, you're right. But but I think that's where the style of the 60s comes in. And I think they're trying to keep that stylistically without you – because know, it, it's rather timeless, this movie, right? Mm-hmm. It, you, you don't yeah, look at I, it and go, oh, this I, was 90s. I cared more about the cartoon characters than I did about these two lead characters. Well, they're real fair. people. That's fair. Maybe it's just that they're foils <laughs> for Cruella de Vil. Yeah, 100%. This movie is about Maybe, Cruella de Vil. Maybe then make it Cruella's movie. It is. Not really, though. Well, see Cruella with Emma Stone. Um, after several mishaps, Jasper and Horace discover nearby police looking for Cruella and hand themselves in because it's a nice break from what they've been dealing with. Uh, <laughs> they're joining Skinner, who was attacked in defense earlier while trying to kill Lucky, one of the 15 puppies who had been left behind. By the way, I like how they named the puppies. They gave them their little tags. And yeah. evidently, they had already had a tag printed that said Wizard. When one mm-hmm. of the dogs peed on the floor, and they're like, "Oh, this one's wizard." Here's your wizard tag that we'd already had printed. Roger has a Roger has an Etsy business where he yeah. just like prints tags and, and makes video games. By the way, there. never mind. Yep. I take back what I said about being timeless as video games. Which, by the way, for the listener, the video games are 101 Dalmatians animation style from the 60s. Those are the dogs, mm-hmm. the same colored collars and everything. Yep. Uh, so you all it, played video games in 1986, right? Pretty yeah. cute. Tracks. What they video games tracks. came it, out that year? I'm going to find out. 101 Dalmatians <laughs> Escape Cruella. <clears throat> because the thing is, this is, there's this little like focus group of his video games, and the focus group's a 10-year-old, and if the 10-year-old likes it, then you get your contract. But the <gasps> Super villain Mario in the video 64. games... Ooh. That's oh, a really yeah. good video the, the game. The villain in the video game wasn't scary enough. And at the end of the movie, the villain becomes Cruella. And the kid's like, oh, mm-hmm. awesome villain. And he sells his game. And the dog's ears go flying up. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. Because they get so scared because the villain. Oh, yeah. Because they all follow him to work. Because that's the world we live in now. Welcome to the human 101 city. Dalmatians in the pitch meeting. Meanwhile, Cruella tracks the puppies to the farm where they're hiding and tries to kill them. Like with a pitchfork. Just pokes at him, try to kill him. But guess what? Oh. She sees a waggling tail and she's like, I'm going to grab that puppy. But it's a pig. And then another animal uses a trapdoor to <laughs> get the pig to land on Cruella. And then there's another trapdoor later where she and falls into molasses. Disney Plus, a, a three a three episode series about how that trap, the little trapdoor was made. <laughs> and the animal the that was trained. Mm-hmm. The farm animals carry out a plan to take down Cruella whilst the puppies escape. They steal her hat, drop eggs and a pig on her, cause her to fall into a vat of molasses, and finally get kicked into a pig pen, <laughs> defeating her in humiliating fashion. The police arrive just in time Literally. to arrest a now... F- yeah. Uh, the police arrive just in time to arrest a now filthy and putrid Cruella who is sent to prison along with Jasper, Horace, and Mr. Skinner. She berates them for messing up her plan to kill the puppies as well as the downfall of her business and reputation. They are all sprayed by the skunk that snuck into her car before she went to the farm. <laughs> mm. I had Very a skunk. well-coordinated attack. I had a, there was a little baby skunk in front of my parking spot like a few nights a few months ago and I took a video of it and it was really cute and I was scared I was going to get sprayed by the skunk but then he ran away the end great <laughs> it was so cute um 
the the fleeing Dalmatians, including Lucky, are found and sent home via the Suffolk Consta- uh, Constabulary. Pongo, Perdita, and their puppies are reunited with Roger, Anita, and Nanny after being informed that the remaining 84 puppies had to go home uh, or have no home to go to as they have not yet been claimed by their original owners. They decide to adopt them, bringing the total to 101. I I remember the the part where they count 99 or 98 and then Lucky comes with another dog and that's 99 and then the other two and like, that makes 101 Dalmatians. I'm like, roll credits. And they <laughs> wink at the camera. <laughs> they do. And then after, after they decide to take in the, the other puppies, uh, Pongo and Roger fist bump. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's not actually true, but that's what, it may as well. It may, may as well be may true. May as well be. May as well be. Roger designs a successful video game featuring Dalmatian puppies as the protagonist and Corella as the villain. With the success, they move out of London to the countryside to a mansion with their millions. Roger and Anita have a baby girl, and a year later, year later, uh, the puppies have grown up with puppies of their own, and Anita hints that she's pregnant again. The end. And they have a terrible design for the outside of their mansion <laughs> spots. By the way, the dog barking constantly in the background of my audio is not on purpose. It's just a happy. Oh, episode. I thought you did that because we're watching this movie. <laughs> Finn knows all about what you're talking about. He's like, I saw it too. <laughs> It's my favorite movie. No, it's uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's just a dog that oh, doesn't know how to deal with. I will be on radio silence oh. for about sixty seconds. Oh, let's listen silently to dogs say "I love you" while Jimmy does this. Whatever he's doing, I think he's peeing. What is Jimmy doing? Is he peeing? We don't have video this time, so we can't. Not that we watch Jimmy pee usually. That would be weird. I love you. <laughs> I'm not I'm not editing this out. <laughs> um, oh my god. If you if you are enjoying what we're doing here, um you can listen to other shows. I know I realize we're not done, but we have some downtime, so we may as well do this now. If you want to hear us talk about uh, Disneyland and Disney World and which one's better. Um, I love you. Thank you. You can do that with the Supreme Resort. You love me? Um, yeah. Well, and then we have... Um, do you love me? Uh, oh, Anna. 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 Here's up. The show where they talk about Disneyland. Oh. And puppies. Really like Disneyland. ears. Puppy ears, and right? And puppies. <laughs> yes. Arf. And there's also uh, Ears Up in Depth, where they have news articles about why they don't like Disneyland. And they read those to you. (laughs) And there's also on the Supreme Resort feed, occasionally you might see something called the Dirty Yellow Strap. What? That's something where, yeah, that's something where Bob Chapek and uh, Josh DeMauro talk about the inner work are i need you, to release that episode by the way are you the one behind yeah. ai chapek doing things no but it's wonderful <laughs> so funny who started that i don't a hero a hero started it <laughs> a genius um yes dan's right about all those shows he nailed it i'm deleting that from my notes 
guys, ladies and gentlemen, while you watch 101 Dalmatians with the mm-hmm. ones and zeros with the binary, mm-hmm. you will be enjoying a bush dog brew. Now, you won't enjoy this. Your dog will. Oh, it's an all this what? is bush beer. Bush beer Get made a dog, dog brew. It's all natural product that contains only fresh ingredients made with vegetables, herbs, spices, water, and pork broth. I included that Ooh. because there's a pig in this movie. Mm. To provide your best buddy with a nutritious and tasty snack that helps to promote a healthy digestive system. Bone broth is also a great way for dogs who struggle to eat solid food to get all of their extra nutrients. Your best friend is going to love it. We're positive. <laughs> uh-huh. It's sold in four packs. They're 12-ounce cans. This is not beer, and it does not contain alcohol. This is broth for your furry friend. Ingredients. Bone-in pork butt. Whole Yum. corn. Celery. Yum. Basil. Okay. Mint. Turmeric. Ginger. And water. Wow. And if your dog then gives you a sad look and you find yourself saying to the dog, I- I'm sorry, I know it's not hoppy enough, then you live in this movie. There you go. <laughs> Dan doesn't very hoppy about watching this movie. <laughs> hey, are Why you guys... Why is this audio loading? Are... I have the perfect thing and it's not showing up. I'm so sad. Are you guys hungry? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to flip the script a little bit. We're going to eat what Cruella DeVille would eat, not what this isn't about the dogs. It's about Cruella. Tuck into a delicious bowl of wet cigarettes and molasses. (laughs) (laughs) Tuck in. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, It's an appetite suppressant, too, so... You could focus on important things like fashion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tuck in. <sighs> That's good. It sounds delicious. It's, it's perfect. My yeah. mouth it's is watering. <laughs> and Dan, what will we be listening to whilst we're eating cigarette butts <laughs> dipped in molasses? Drinking uh, dog you're gonna beer. Be, you're gonna go go over to YouTube. You're gonna type in uh, Sunset Boulevard, and you're gonna watch the entire thing. It's a two hour thing on YouTube. And this is uh, if you ever thought to yourself, "Hey, what if Cruella Deville was a nightmarish character about night about Hollywood and the switch over to to sound and how you know aging stars dealt with it well guess what uh glenn close plays that character who is basically Cruella Deville, and here's a little song called with one look where she talks about how wonderful of an actress she is like Cruella, black and white So yeah, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, don't sue us, but there it is. Um, Sunset so, Boulevard. Yeah. Um, That's one look. 
Musical theater. Remember, we have listeners. We have listeners that want us to do more musicals. Sweeney Todd. And I know that at least two of us want to do more. Yep. Um, I'm assuming it's Audrey and I. Uh, yeah, well, I don't really care to be they honest. They want to listen to us singing poorly. That that's I mean, hey. I'm honestly I'm sad that I haven't put together a compilation of all of those <laughs> moments. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and I realized, uh, Jimmy, do you have time still, or do we need to wrap up? Both. Both. Okay. But I so I kind of realized part of the reason I have. I think difficulties with this is um, I grew up listening to stuff with a lot of remixes and and samples in it. And there was always kind of a rule of, if you are going to use something, do something new with it. And I think because I, that's so familiar to me, like, okay, here's this thing that sounds or resembles something. And if it, but if it feels too close to the source material, I kind of naturally reject it because it feels cheap. How do you feel about all Rather, these like Mariah Carey remixes and like what's surface? Beyonce taking that like old song, "You Will Break My I highly Soul." highly doubt that he release knows. your body. Okay, well, <laughs> if, if no, I mean, if if you're taking a snippet of something and actually creating something new, I think that's great. Um, like for example. Uh, the this song that we had at the beginning, uh, the yeah. beginning is very heavily based on the Candyman music, and that goes a little something like this. So the structure of it. Chord structure and the approach is kind of the, you got some similarities. And and then here's more Candyman, the overture. It's less obvious, but there's an approach to the phrasing. <laughs> Philip Glass hates hates this movie. Um, so you can kind of hear it like it's 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 done in chunks and like I mean it's less of a clear one to one but you can kind of see if someone is nerdy about this music and they're like hey I'm going to make I'm going to produce an album for Genuine I want to bring some of this into it. It's like, hey, we can actually build something from these pieces. And that that gets very interesting. But when it's just like, hey, let's have the squirrel put a nut in the car because this is a movie about animals. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's stupid. Um, well, thank you, Dan. Um, you're in for a real treat. Um, <laughs> So you guys want to you want to hear the difference between these two movies? The cartoon uh, I read an article from Empire, written by James White, in 2014, 
It says, we take a look at live action movies born from cartoon tales and see which works best. What's the cartoon? 101 Dalmatians, 1961. Lonely Pooch Pongo wants a mate, so he fixes his owner, Richard. Wait a minute, we need this. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> Lonely Pooch Pongo wants a mate, so he fixes his owner, Richard, up with fellow Dalmatian owner, Anita, who meets the lovely Perdita. Nature takes its course, and 15 puppies ensue. Nasty fashion mogul Cruella DeVille decides they'd make better coats than pets and dog naps the lot along with 84 more canines. What's the film? Lonely Pooch Pongo wants a mate, so he... Look, it's essentially the same story with real people this time and dogs. While Glenn Close eats all the scenery as Cruella, but the film did Mm. well enough that we got 102 Dalmatians four years later, which saw Cruella seemingly cured of her fur-coveting ways until she wasn't. I love wasn't. that movie, too. Because the story would have been awfully dull if she'd just become a charity ambassador or something. Were they related? The first one is almost a beat-by-beat remake, which renders it somewhat inert. The sequel then tries to be different, but really only adds one more dog, hardly a spotless track record then <laughs> ah. Ah. but she gets baked into a cake which is hilarious oh boy honestly give me more Cruella I, it, even with this movie like tw- 20 to 50 percent more Cruella I hate this movie less because that's it's that's at least fair. be like okay this is stupid but at least you put at least you put frosting on the vegetables you know <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so we're not gonna go right back to uh live action remakes but technically the first one was uh steven summer's um remake of the jungle book Mm-hmm. But that was a revisiting of the source material. Yeah, that was Rudyard Kimbling. Yeah, so we did 101 Dimensions. Yeah. The next one. And it wasn't on Disney Plus, right? I don't think so. No, it was. We just, we figured that it wasn't a remake of the movie. It was a revisiting of the source material. Oh, so the okay. next one is, in fact, 102 Dalmatians. That's the next Yay. live action remake, if we want to call it that. No, 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 no. Alice in Wonderland, Maleficent, Cinderella, The Jungle Book. <sighs> Alice Through the Looking Glass, oh, God. Beauty and, and the this Beast. Just, just, just a little peek behind the curtain here. I'm the one who wanted to make this move. Mm-hmm. And by the way, <laughs> no, I mean, on this list is Cruella. Ooh. And then there's Pinocchio, well, it, it, which Robert Zemeckis yeah. is coming soon. Oh, Peter Pan and Wendy, <laughs> Little Mermaid, Snow White, Hercules. I mean, there's a lot. There's 23 in planning right now. This podcast will never end. Never end. We'll be like a hundred years old and we'll be like, don't you remember the first four versions of this movie? They were mm-hmm. all the same. Back in we my should day. watch the human centipede. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no. Once is oh enough. Never no. again. Oh geez. You watched it already. <laughs> I've seen it. It's ghastly. All Have right. Seen the second one. Get it. No. Gas, Cause they eating ass. Um, all right, guys. We <laughs> can't even call joke it, about I've, that movie. I've got to. Um, I got to take care of my children. Make sure they wash themselves and brush teeth. And it's late. So, listener, you're welcome. It's a short episode. Relative. <laughs> <laughs> Watch. We Cruella. love you guys. 
Yes, we do. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, Dan already mentioned the other shows. I want to yep. shout out Concierge, 856 Hour Ears, and thank you to the Watkins family for your Thanks, recent... Watkins. recent... I just want this to be our outro music so bad. ...for uh, February of 2023. Thank you to oh, the Me yeah. family for booking through Concierge, where I'm going to make commission on my vacation. <laughs> thank you, Me family. Yay. Uh, uh, you can reach us. I'm Jimmy at earsup-podcast.com. Dan at earsup-podcast.com. Check out Nerdery at uh, Instagram. Yeah, or follow uh, the Hacky Sacks uh, Instagram Oh, the Hacky account. Sacks. Yeah, are, are the, who are those? Are they Australian ladies that came? Yeah, so they're really nice people but their instagram handle is hacky underscore slacks on instagram as a matter of fact you created that hand or they created that handle whilst on this on the show as i recall we're the best Um, i mean they are the best they're the best (laughs) rate and review us guys (laughs) give us give us a five-star review say a thing that you like about our show get other people to listen and by the way, and, and if you want a uh, if you want something that you can write that you don't have to think about, you could say they put frosting on their vegetables. Um, okay. And if you would like to, if you're in the San Diego area and you would like to see uh, Audrey do improv with Jimmy, myself, and Rosie, who you don't know, oh. uh, it's what is it? The twentieth? Twentieth of August. Twentieth. Yeah. Get yeah. to know Rosie. Reach out to one of us and we'll we can coordinate. We'll that is a real thing, but yes, I'm not expecting is. anyone to take me up on it. But do. Um, all right. Well, thank you for listening. Until next time. Wait. Be good to each other. And then until next time, be, be kind, kind and, and rewind. Rewind song, ah yeah. Rewind, oh yeah. Rewind, oh yeah. Rewind, oh yeah. Rewind, oh yeah. (laughs) Rewind, oh yeah. Rewind, oh yeah. Rewind, oh yeah. Rewind, oh oh yeah. Rewind, rewind, oh yeah. Rewind, oh yeah. Rewind. Rewind.